Blue Lights so Mitch. So, yeah, I thought it would be a good idea to catch up and talk about what ADHD is in adults. Yeah, absolutely. And this could not be more relevant as I'm trying to get back into the workforce uh, for me personally. And kind of my journey and your journey to both getting our diagnosis and what that means. And I don't know about you, Mitch, but like for me personally, I was the last to find out that I had it. Like everyone else knew, not me. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Like you, you think you think ADHD, you think, okay, that's that's just a thing in children. So that's what we're doing today. We're talking about, you know, adult ADHD and uh how it can sort of affect you on a day-to-day basis, really. Like I um, you know, Everyone knows I'm a shift worker. I do day and night shift, you know, 12 hour shifts at a time. And um, it's just, yeah, it can be difficult, like maintaining focus and Jesus, geez, I'm impulsive. That's holy shit. And uh, I don't know. It's just, um, you have these from day to day issues that a lot of people would take for granted and you wouldn't think it's a thing. And um, actually, so receiving said diagnoses, um, it made things, a lot of things made sense. Um, I don't know about you guys, but you know, I, when I'm at home, I'll start to, I don't know, maybe clean the floors. And before I know it, I'm, uh, I'm doing all three things and three jobs are half started and they're not finished. It's very frustrating at times. Oh, I 1000% agree. And actually how I can, so for women in particular, um, I'm non-binary. So, but at the same time, like I'm, my gender is female. So for me personally, like for women, at least, um, neurodivergence. So, well, let's start with this ADHD. I'm Mitch Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, neurodivergence, um, and neurotypicalness. So these are two concepts. It doesn't sound normal to people, but, um, autism and ADHD are closely linked. They have a lot of the same qualifiers. Now, when, when you said it, it could be just a disease for children, you'll grow out of it, whatever. Well, unfortunately it's very, very common because no one's neurotypical everyone's neurodivergent in some way shape or form however neurotypicalness means that you don't have adhd your brain doesn't go seven thousand miles a minute and you don't get overwhelmed by tasks so mitch you had mentioned you start cleaning the floors right yeah um even right now as you're talking i was just swiping on tinder <laughs> i just um so I <laughs> no no i was swiping like an absolute idiot but you know good time so you know I guess we should probably start with saying ADHD or adult attention deficit hyperactivity hyperactivity yep. disorder, ADHD. Yeah. It's a mental health disorder that includes a combination of persistent problems, like things like paying attention, impulsiveness, um, you know, multitasking difficulties um, and stuff like this. And yeah, so even just uh, yesterday, um, before I went out and had a thousand and one beers. Uh, so my brain isn't at the, you know, the most uh, sharpish at the moment. Um, I want, I had in my head to vacuum and then I had to do like mop the floor. And then I had to go out and get groceries. I went out and got groceries. I come back, the bucket was still like ready to, to go. And I hadn't even turned on the vacuum. It's just like shit like that happens all the time. Yeah. So to go back to women being, usually diagnosed later in life. The reason why that is, is because in children and my friend, Diane Winger, who is an expert on ADHD, who I've interviewed for my podcast and I've previously been on yours, you've been on mine and we're reconnecting right now based on you getting a diagnosis a couple of weeks ago and me finally having a hard copy of my diagnosis right now. But I've been I've been diagnosed for a year. So women, the reason why they don't get diagnosed until usually their thirties 
whether it be autism and or ADHD, which can have similar markers. Sometimes you can have both. Um, and everyone's a little bit on the spectrum in my personal opinion in terms of the autistic spectrum. However, the reason why women aren't diagnosed as quickly as a boys and like as, as children is because it's more outspoken and the girls, it's like, oh, she's just squirrely and whimsical and weird. I swear my parents had the option to medicate me as a child and they didn't know the efficacy of it and they didn't know if it would fuck me up. So they just didn't do it. And then I got to college and I got another diagnosis and they're like, yeah, you have ADD. And I was, you know, I hate to say it, but buying I had a roll off of my college friends, even though I had a diagnosis, I could a script, I could fill my parents said don't fill it. So I didn't. So I've had a couple of people diagnose me throughout my life, but yet then I was basically felt like I was always going on life on hard mode, like going uphill. Like I had such trouble concentrating in class. Uh, it, I just, it was the way I learn is weird. I, my parents put me in Sylvan learning center for math, which is like um, a remedial kind of thing that you pay extra for, for like extra care, because we move from one math system to another in the United States. And so for me getting that diagnosis finally, was validating. And I finally have my hard copy diagnosis here in Hawaii, which I'm just moved to Hawaii um, from the mainland of America. Aloha. Aloha. Mahalo, bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. <yeah. laughs> so you and I met a couple of months ago, and then you kind of had this like aha moment where you kind of realized, okay, this is, I have this diagnosis now. You finally got diagnosed. I will say it's a very freeing thing. But like I said, in the beginning, I was the last person to find out I had ADHD. So for me, I got laid off at the beginning of the pandemic and I was marketing director, got laid off as many people lost their jobs. I'm not unique in that situation. Started my podcast. My husband found me in tears coming home from work. I was in tears because I couldn't do, I had a to-do list and I just couldn't do it. Like everything was easy, but I just couldn't do the easiest thing. And so my husband, you know, went to his computer, printed out a piece of paper, said, take this test. I take the test and he's like, and I'm like, he's like, I scored a 60. I was like, is that good? He's like, that's off the charts, ADHD, babe. Like you, yeah, you need to go call a doctor. You need to go like get it, get a diagnosis or whatever. Um, so I asked my OBGYN, my, my, my female reproductive doctor, if she could help me. She said, no, that's more of a family care thing. My friends who had ADHD were like, we thought you knew you had it. We just figured you knew like, and you were just unmedicated. So here's this all happening, but I never had a, I had a podcast guest, my friend, Lindsay, my fifth guest ever of my personal podcast, please don't kick me out, who told me about ADHD and imposter syndrome, which is what my podcast is about. And it clicked a little bit. And that really helped me kind of go, well, maybe I do have it. But I remember being so vehemently like, no, my husband has it because of this, that, and the other. I know my husband has it, not me. So when I finally got that first initial diagnosis and they put me on just 10 milligrams of Adderall XR, it changed my life. Now, my doctor, this doctor, didn't give me anything else besides giving me this 10 milligrams of XR, didn't tell me you probably should eat with it so the efficacy lasts longer. So when I finally got to Hawaii and I had five days left on my medication and I had to continue care, I had all these printouts. I had just basically, I didn't want them to say no. I had a, a, a therapist recommendation. I had a doctor's note. I had my medical records ready to be released. Like I was ready. I was guns blazing. I had all my stuff in order because it's a, it's a controlled substance. It's an amphetamine. It makes my brain work, of course. And it, it makes me able to do things. So unfortunately for me, like I had to worry, like, are they going to re-diagnose me? 
And I never had an official diagnosis in hand. So to get that on paper, to have a doctor say, you should be eating with this in the morning. And these are foods that can help extend the life of your XR and your Adderall. These are things that can actually help you. Do you feel like you need to up your dosage? You've been on it for a year. Do you, and how about when you get into an office, do you feel like that to actually have someone just get it at the medical professional level? It felt so beautiful. And that happened one week ago today. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, it's uh, just uh, I'll I'll back you in, and I agree with you when it said it's kind of like it's this liberating feeling. It's like okay, now I've got an understanding as to what I'm up against. You know, like mm-hmm. you got this routine, you, you're frustrated. It's like fuck, you know, like me personally, sometimes I'll be sitting there, and um, I'll just be looking at a book, and I'll be frustrated because I want to get involved and read it, but I can't physically try to force myself to have the mental capacity to to sit there and take it all in. And it's shitty because I like storytelling. You know, that's what uh, I'll do a little shameless plug as well. That's what life to Mitch podcast is all about. It's, it's like, you you know, you get involved in these characters and you want to hear what happens and um, you know, you sit there trying to take it in or uh, you try, I'd sit down at a restaurant trying to read um, like the menu and I'm trying Mm -hmm. to concentrate. It could be like, in the zone like you could be like if not uh, wide awake and still struggling and you know some of the some of the issues i found along my way is like when i was a kid i was very uh, i was an eccentric kid i um always made sure that i had double knots on my shoes when i was playing soccer i always made sure that we were booked in ready to go at the right time so i had perhaps some ocd as a kid but <laughs> you know like i was um i was always a, like a, a nice kid and growing up just like my brother and I would do stuff and then he'd get frustrated at me because I couldn't like, we say we go out and play cricket and he hit the ball across the road into the grass. He's like, it's just there. It's just fucking there. And I couldn't like just easily walk over and search for it. I'd see something. I'd see an ant. I'd follow the ant or I'd, you know, <laughs> walk, I'd, whatever it was. I don't know, but yep. I haven't all the time. Like, and I, the more I think about stuff I did growing up to now, it's like, yeah, like I was always restless. I've always been a shit sleeper um same and people at work would always get frustrated with me because they give me a task to do and like to, to follow it through in the right way which i know i can do um sometimes it, it, it took longer than it should have and they're like what, what's the fucking go mitch like i thought you're all over this i'm like i know so like when you have people like you said before people are on all three of your life are going you've got this you've got this you've got this adhd stuff and you're like well what is that mm-hmm. and like if other people can see traits of it in you then you got to go okay well hang on well, if it's affecting me in my personal life professional life and wherever else and if your partner's like take this test and then you know <laughs> he re- and he recognizes it or whatever then it hits home a lot and it hits you in the pride um hits you in a vulnerable spot and go fuck it brother let's let's get this test and see oh how my gosh go. yeah for me i remember this vivid memory of being in first or second grade and being pulled into like the remedial math section for people who couldn't handle in the classroom, like couldn't. And I was so distracted by other conversations. Cause when you're also ADHD, your auditory system, you're very, very sensitive. So something that like when my husband and I first started dating, like we used to think we were so cool. Cause we listened to people's conversations in a restaurant. That's ADHD. Actually, that's actually not neurotypical. You can't, focus on yourself because your brain is constantly trying to 
understand the world around you. So you typically hear people overhear conversations when you really don't want to. And that can be something that can be so hard. Um, I know for me personally, I, I just had a hard time. So I was put in this remedial math thing where I couldn't even fucking add two plus two on a calculator because the other two squirrely kids that were pulled out were so squirrely that it was distracting to me. And I've always been social. I've always been someone that doesn't mind attention is the goofball is, and my, my mom describes me as whimsical, okay. whimsical. Right. And my, right my parents right think I'm brilliant. And, and I'm to a certain point I am, of course, you know, I have a joke on my podcast. I went to Sylvan, you know, it's a whole thing. If I say something stupid, however, like I used to hate parts of myself because I didn't understand why I was being bullied. I think it's a lot jealousy for, from kids being like, she can just be herself and like, whatever. But like, I, I couldn't like get this freaking math problem to work. And I remember they pulled my parents aside and were like, she needs to be medicated. Like she's going to have a hard time in school. Would I have tested better on my SAT, my ACT and my everything else? Yeah, I probably would have, but my parents just didn't know. No one knew. I mean, these were new drugs. You're putting your kids on essential speed. Like, and we didn't know. And then my partner, my, my husband and I've been together for four years and he, um, he's had issues with him, with, with his own stuff, um, which I don't need to touch on too much because of his career. However, like he never had a diagnosis. He was just medicated as a child, which was weird for him because he was like, am I, do I, do I have this? And so it's, it's these two different stories of just our brains were weird. Our parents didn't know what they didn't know. And similar to you, my sister would get so frustrated with me all of the time because I was just fucking whimsical just doing my own thing and that was just me and I was very creative I don't know if you were very creative as a kid but I was very 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 creative um I have a running joke with my husband where it's like I ask him to draw me a photo and he's so afraid of art he's his brain is different than mine we have two different forms of ADHD his brain works differently his brain is way more analytical and way more tactical. And he's also military. And my brain is like butterflies and rainbows and glitter and Jojo Siwa. And I'm going to kick a unicorn. Like that's me. That's the way my brain works. His brain is more like mathematical analyt analytics, etc. So two different types of things and no two people have the same level of ADHD and or autism. So not to link them. They're not linked, but they are similar in their defining factors. So it's just interesting as I've learned. And the best interview I ever did was with Diane Wingert, who is a uh, a ADHD expert because she has it. Every single one of her children has it. And she's a former psychotherapist. And the, before we press zoom record, I was like, basically I was like, blah, blah, squirrel, 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 squirrel. And she says, how long have you had ADHD? When did you get diagnosed? And I said, last year. And she said, hmm, okay, yeah, you have it. I felt so validated in that moment because I wasn't sure if I was an imposter, if I had it, but I know I do. So it's very affirming. Like you said, you suddenly realize these things about yourself where you're like, um, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, well, you're exactly right. It was similar to when I was diagnosed with Crohn's. Like, so uh, for those who are unfamiliar, I did an episode on Crohn's uh, back in episode 17. And we sp- I spoke to another last by the name of Madeline who has it as well. And 
uh, I, was, I remember I was about 20, 20, 21. And I was going out in the beers and shitting in nightclubs all the time. I'm like, my friends are like, that's not normal, bro. Who shoots in a nightclub? I'm like, so I'd bust a move. I do. <laughs> I do all, all fucking time. It sucks. So you bust a move and you bust the porcelain. You go back out and bust a move. It was awesome. And like, so once you learn, and this is one of the treatments that I'm going through at the moment is that, you know, um, for ADHD is like once you learn, you get that gratification and, you know, you start going, okay, now this, this is a causality for it. Sweet. So it, it allows the brain to sort of relax a little bit, but in terms of like, um, like what, how you and you and your husband's uh, ADHD is mine is it gives me such a quick wit. And then I'm able to do my podcast off the, off the bat without preloaded questions because same. That's just how my brain works. And I'm analytical as well, somewhat. And, um, you know, so it's interesting. And see, look, I'm going off on tangents again, but, um, you know, through treatment of things like education, um, training, and I'm doing like some psychological counseling as well. A number of these before they try to put me on some sort of stimulant medication, for example, because if they do that, it could up- upset my. Uh, immune system at the moment it's already overactive with my Crohn's and with my treatment for that so like Humira um, brings the it, it essentially nullifies the immune system somewhat so if I were to mix and match medications it could do all sorts of weird and wonderful things so you got to decide yeah. what's most important here is it not yes. shitting your pants at a nightclub or is it or is it your brain functioning because you've gone this long without yeah. medication for your brain to feel more normal so and you I'd, are doing the steps you're supposed to be doing I'd sooner rather um, keep going with what I've got because mm-hmm. you know it's working I'll have a good job you know I've um Exactly. Uh, you know, I'm able to function as an adult, obviously. I live by myself and um, still swiping away like an absolute champion. And um, I don't know. like it's just, You are a champion. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Yeah, I'm Mitch Kelly. <laughs> I'm Mitch Kelly, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. It's, um, yeah, so it's working so far. But I guess the idea of this episode today was to just, or is to just have a chat and just mm-hmm. try and normalize and just try and make some awareness. Like you, you could be out there. Um, so things like anxiety, depression, uh, learning, learning deficits and stuff like could all be symptoms of adult yep. ADHD. And um, you know, like you could have, if you got like a sleep disorder, which I did and on top of that doing shift work, stupid, but like all these things can go towards or be a, you know, like a, a symptom of yeah, ADHD. So it's, you know, all sorts of weird and wonderful things going on in the body. Let me ask my but husband. Hey, babe, when I got my diagnosis and I started medication, did a lot of my really bad symptoms go away or no? Um, it's not that they went away. It's just you started noticing. Yeah. It's you like, and it's the same thing. When I got on medication, like one of my big things is yeah. I would like, <laughs> I would, I would interrupt people and like, I'd be in the middle of a conversation and I'd have a thought and be like, Oh man, I want to contribute in this obscure, weird way. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now like I got on medication and I, I'd have like this weird kind of fleeting thought in the middle of a conversation. And I'd be like, yeah, we're talking about work. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to start talking about Magic of the Gathering or the like weird nerd shit. Uh, let's stay on topic, Scott. Um, and so, and like, I can stop myself and I can be like, yeah, did you know Harry Houdini could take a punch in the stomach and that's how he died? And like, sir, this is a Wendy's. Um, 
that stopped happening. It, I didn't it's, know that. Not, it, it, it's not that like the thoughts stopped crossing my mind. It's that I realized I was doing it and I'd be like, yeah, that's dumb. I should just stop that. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing I noticed with, uh, with Bianca is that it, she kind of started realizing these things were like, we'd have a conversation and she'd just like giggle and be like, what's up? Be like, ah, nothing. Like, <laughs> it, you know, it's mostly just like Ralph Wiggum memes or things like that. Or... <laughs> my, 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 my head is a floating roll. Love, I love Ralph Wiggum. So very um, same. <laughs> but, Star Wars. but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's not necessarily uh, so like the military getting back to like the American military and the reason why, like it's okay that I can still do my job and have the stuff is because it's not considered behavior, behavioral, like changing medication. So I'm on a Stratero, which is a non um, non stimulant, but essentially it's just like, it calms me down and just kind of lets me feel a lot more in control and a lot more kind of organized with my thoughts so instead of just like my brain is just a pixelated, like garbled TV channel, you know, I've kind of got things organized. Yeah. Nice. So it's kind of like, kind of like, you know, you see it in movies and like television shows, it's like the medication is somewhat similar to that of Ritalin, like helps you concentrate, helps you be more productive in, in a way that you have to be sort of well, thing. Is I, that right? I think like television and movies, they, you know, obviously over dramatize uh, if that's a word, um, Isn't they, it? <laughs> sweet. Um, they really, you know, kind of play it up where it, I don't, I didn't notice it was working until somebody pointed out to me that it was working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, like I'd have to take a few steps back. Like after a couple months on it, I look back and I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. I am doing better at work. Like I'm looking at, uh, so I had a notebook at work where every single day I took notes on deployment of like, you know, what was going on and like what I had to do and like ongoing checklists and projects. And um, like halfway through deployment, I was going through and I was going like going through all my books and all my notes, making sure I didn't miss anything over the last year. And around the time I got medicated, there was a substantial change in my notes that I didn't even notice where it used to just be all over the goddamn place. And now I'm like, when, when the hell did I start using outlines? Like, when did I start writing like right side up on the entire piece of paper? Like, and it's, it translates really well into just like my thought process. And it's like, okay, I can rack and stack thoughts. I can, um, I can function at a level that I think is normal. Can we talk about what happens when either one of us misses a dose though? Uh, other than getting lectured by my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, for me, it's so Stratera is the way it was described to me is that it would take about a week for it to kick in. And then it, it's a lot more forgiving to like missing a dose where I kind of notice if I didn't take a dose that day, but it's mostly just like, all right, it's in your bloodstream. Just like if you miss a day, like no big deal. Um, with Bianca, she, she's on, uh, she's on an amphetamine base, which is like, it hits your system and it's like, bam. And you could tell there's a really steep drop off when it kind of wears away. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah. Or if like, there's a day where, you know, she doesn't take it or something like that. If I have a day where I don't take it, I can kind of notice I'm a little bit like, okay, I really have to focus to kind of try and stay on track. And <laughs> um, we're both yeah, where it's just like, like I go down to the garage to get in my car and I'm like, all right, time to go to work. And I forgot my keys. Okay. Go back up to the room and uh, man, my keys, 
my keys were like inside of my luggage. Great. I get in my car and I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot my wallet. Yeah, I forgot my folder. You know, it's just like you just have to work harder. Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes and the fact that you then have to spend extra effort and time to concentrate on the simple things can uh, affect you in your day to day life. It becomes more fatiguing. It's like, well, okay. Yeah, so and it when I'm my mood. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I, when I was doing studies last year, um, didn't buy correspondence because everything was closed because of this damn pandemic. And um, I found that it was really tough to to concentrate, look at the textbooks, and then mm-hmm. you know you're like, okay, so then you want to transition that information to your answers or whatever, and you're just trying hard so much. And I, I, I hate being in the classroom, but or learning, but you know, it, it just it, it's tough, but. And I find that if I, I'm similar, like if I um, forget something and you try really hard to recall where it was. Oh yeah. That, you know what that's called, Mitch? Object permanence. Object permanence, is it? So object permanence. So that is an ADHD thing. So whenever we had, we ran into this a lot after you got back from deployment because we, so my husband was gone for 250. So your guests know my husband was gone for 251 days. And in those 251 days, obviously the world was like literally like a beep, 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 a little boop, 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 boop. Like now we're open. Now we're not. Now we're not. This, this, that, and the other. And he's meanwhile on a, a tin can prison in the middle of the water where basically he has a different, we're both going through it differently. So yep. I'm used to civilian life, but I'm still a military spouse on the forefront and he's in a tin can with no freedoms. So it's, so, you know, just kind of like we, we didn't, we couldn't do anything about our situations. So when we got, he got back, we then immediately had to start moving and we had to do five weeks. Well, he had to do five weeks in Newport, Rhode Island for a school, which is considered a TAD or a TDY or whatever. It doesn't matter. Military lingo, your listeners don't care. So he's there in Newport, Rhode Island, and he flies me out because I'm not on his orders to that because it's on a company because the military doesn't care about me nor him. And so our stuff's in Hawaii already and we have no place to live, but according to the military, I'm in San Diego. So, okay, whatever. Like we paid out of pocket. We got me there. He's getting used to one being back around me, me personally being back around him. And we're in this fucking Airbnb. And I am a person that when I travel, I like to keep everything in one bag and one area and whatever he flew in one day earlier than me, I flew in with a dog. So then, you know, we're, we're trying to like acclimate and we're in this Airbnb that has a steep staircase that like could literally like kill. It almost did kill our dog. <laughs> he would go up the stairs, but he couldn't come down the stairs. And there was like this one random, like hole full of dirt in the attic. It was weird because it's a very old house. So, there was this parking ticket that the military had given my husband. So the first week that he was there, he was on virtual school. And so he'd like basically be wearing like a, but they were like, wear a collared shirt. So he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and then just sitting, sitting in his briefs and just at school doing his schoolwork or whatever. And he'd be like, ships are in the sea. Occasionally he'd like unmute himself and be like, that's a missile. And then he would just like go back to whatever he was doing, you know. Why do I sound like Ralph Wigger? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Go banana. (laughs) Go go banana. We say that all the time. Go banana. (laughs) Go banana. 
no. Okay, the three of us are Ralph, Ralph Wiggum for sure. So well, she's putting on like Forbidden Bingo in the background, and I'm still like Ralph Wiggum. Like, I like. Well, I am a lot like Ralph <laughs> Wiggum. I am a lot like Ralph Wiggum on ADHD. short an episode about ADHD. <laughs> Tell me you have ADHD without telling me. Scott will go first. I'll go second. Mitch will go third. Okay, so he is virtual, right? And so then he starts going in, and we have one rental car, and and so like I have to go drop him off a base or whatever. Or he, you drove yourself. They gave him this one thing to check out, which was like a fucking not even a big deal, but he lost it. Because he was like, well, you don't like things hanging on the car. So I didn't put it in the car. So I'm digging around a maggot filled trash trying to find this parking pass. And in my head, I'm thinking like, I threw out one trash can. It might have been in there. Object permanence. Backtracking to object permanence. So I'm like sitting there like pulling out like things out of a maggot filled trash almost he was very mad at me. He went to school. He had to tell them, like, I lost this thing. <laughs> and then these kids walk by in this middle school. And this kid's like, hey, my friend thinks you're hot. Just kidding. And then they wanted to pet my dog. And I said, absolutely not your assholes. So he ended up finding it. It was in his gym bag. But we all couldn't find it. So object permanence with ADHD is one thing. And the other thing I'll mention is, do you ever have this feeling of now or never? Like if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. All time. All yep. time. I like, that's how I live my life. Like, for example, I'm missing a key to my side door because I had to take it off my key ring so I could get in late yep. night because I was drunk. I've lost it. <laughs> and I figured. You want to tell the story <laughs> what you did? Oh, it's just like, I, I, need, I need to take it off my key ring now, put it in my wallet now because if I don't, I'll forget. Yep. And the fact I'm a lazy, lazy bastard too, it um, half the stuff never gets done. So um, I don't know. It's it's but yes, yeah, so I definitely uh, live my life in that realm for sure. So Scott lost the Airbnb keys, and they were a skeleton <laughs> key. And our Airbnb yeah. lady was super cool, and she didn't care, but he was very scared to tell her. And then I told her like after the fact again or reminded her and she was like, whatever. I was like, we'll Venmo you, whatever. She's like, yeah, I told him that the there's a extra set somewhere. And like, if you find it, let me know. And we never found it. And Scott just like never messaged her. We have no <laughs> fucking clue. Like, like somewhere like in it. Newport, Rhode Island is this key. It probably <laughs> fell out of your pocket. To be honest, could have. I mean, I, um, who knows? We we looked everywhere. We tore this house apart. There was a there was a spider that had babies practically in a wine glass. There was a fucking wasp that flew in the second day. Like it was just a weird week. That was a weird yeah, right. first week. So, I got this. Yeah, I got a story. I got this weird thing I do. Um, so say if I'm packing to go away somewhere, even mm-hmm. if it's overnight, I'll always overpack. Mm-hmm. And then Same. I will make sure that I go through that bag two or three times to make sure of what's in what compartment, exactly yep. where it all is. And when I get to the location, the bag will get put down and I will go through it again to make sure everything is thing. in the same place. And I never actively, talking to before, Scott brought up about, you know, how you become aware of things. Um, a friend of mine was like, what are you doing, man? Where I was staying. And I'm like, oh, I'll just make sure everything 
is you know so i know exactly where it is he's like why you you packed it you don't you know like i only traveled three hours up the highway to get to his house be neurotypical buddy but uh, um, yeah you can't help i i just about count every single um sheet on the toilet roll as well it's ridiculous i mean it's the attention to detail like mm-hmm. you can go you can go you deep dive that much and you concentrate on where it is it's fatiguing and then you forget yeah. about other shit that you're doing it's like mitch you come up here for a holiday so oh shit yeah i did too let's go get drunk and we had a good time and uh i got back and do you hear this drunk- slamming sorry yeah even drunk mitch, slamming like- it's, it's 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 our lovely family that's split between two parts on our floor love them so much anything. you're fucking loud anyway i didn't hear i didn't hear like, anything <laughs> so but that's that's just it like it's just you know we we go off on tangents and you know we so at work the other day i i didn't notice like, i get tunnel vision i didn't notice that the toilet where they do drug testing they were doing it there was a big white thing on the door i went in there had an absolute monster sized turd come out <laughs> And the uh, lady doing the testings, I didn't see the fucking sign. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was embarrassed. So I started embarrassingly walking to go home. And uh, the guy had his little pee cup to walk in there and do his test. And as the doors closed, all you could could hear is, oh, fucking Jesus. So I had to get out. I was so embarrassed. But like, all I could think of was like, I hope my car keys are in the front of my bag. I didn't realize. And like, I'd be in the toilet. I mean, like, all I could hear is, oh, fucking Jesus, I'm Mitch Kelly. Like, it it was, I don't know, it was. Scott's trying to embarrass me, but I'll tell you the story. Did I ever tell you the time that I peed in a non functional toilet at a bar, but it flushed? But then they like wanted to 86 me out of said bar? Uh, No, I don't think so. Okay. So that happened. It's this like gay bar. It's called uh, Number One on Fifth, it's in Hillcrest. San Diego. Sorry, they're really loud. I can't hear any feedback. You good? You, you can't good? hear the feedback, but I can. So you good? Apologies. Hey guys, we're doing an ADHD episode, and my auditory is fucked. Anyway, I'm Mitch so, Kelly. <laughs> I'm Mitch Kelly. <laughs> so, and for your listeners, just so you they know we're in a hotel right now before we move into our our place on the fifth, and um, yay, love it so much. There's no pool. There's nothing. So, well, at the moment, we're half Australia's in lockdown at the moment. I can still go out and do stuff, but I have to mask up and check in everywhere. But um, just about to go out and get some beers and chill out. All the sport, yeah. all the all the professional sports being cancelled. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. I'm hungover. Is what you said. Now you're gonna go chase the hair of the dog. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm Australian and I don't want to be hungover anymore. So, <laughs> when are you gonna visit us, bud? Well, I can't. I can't leave. Uh, I can't. We can't fly out at the moment. So don't know whenever i can whenever you Man. can you're, you've always got a place here so i hope likewise when you come here i can't even i can't even get my Pfizer jab yet oh god i know <laughs> and like everyone's like still trying to like get places and get back and all that um you and i can chat offline about that but i hope this is like helpful for people i don't know if it has any level of conclusion because we my meds wore off my husband's meds wore off and you're starting your day and you're hungover so i don't know if it's gonna be helpful for people but I guess I could leave some parting words if we're winding down. It's if any of this sounds like your brain, find a doctor. No. No, I'm just I'm joking. Look, do some research. Do a test. Think about what you want to do. 
but know that you're not alone because it is so much more common. And on the corporate level, if you have this, you have your diagnosis, you're on medication and you need assistance, find, well, one, not everyone can work for a company that like gets it. Obviously you are working shift work, so that's hard. And my husband's working military and that's hard. So the stimulants, which tend to work better, won't work in your situations. However, yeah. And all, yeah. Also, the you medication can ask for accommodations. that you, you can ask for the medica- and the medication that you take, if you have uh, regular like random drug testing in your workplace, make sure that they can, you know, it's, it's, it's an allowable on the list because some of the stimulants that I could potentially go on would render me yep. um, unavailable to work in high risk industry because some can, some contain amphetamines and whatever else the stimulants. So, um, yeah, it's important. And also further to what you said, um, it's okay to be different. Like it's, it's not an issue. If you are going through these things and you think, Oh, it's normal. I'm no, no, it's, it's fine. Like you're allowed to have these things and it's okay. Don't be hard on yourself. Yeah, exactly. I think we're Mr. Rogers in it. Did you have Mr. No, you don't know who Mr. Rogers is. Mr. Rogers. Nope. You're Australian. That's a whole can of worms. Captain Kangaroo. Captain Kangaroo. (laughs) No. (laughs) Captain Kangaroo, Fanny Cooper. That's a show too. <laughs> it's, Mr. And it's Rogers not- is like is like our PBS like sensei god rip. He's very lovely, um, but like he he really like set the tone on PBS, which is public broadcasting services, um, yep. of how to treat people. And he just was a very kind man and empathetic man. He would always put a sweater. Won't you be my neighbor? That's Americans. We knew that growing up. Didn't have cable. I had Mr. Rogers and Puzzle Place. So it was pretty great, pretty sick. I had play school in Sesame Street. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You at least you had Sesame Street. Um, But asking for accommodations, say that you are someone that does have a diagnosis or is taking a medication and feels weird about it. I know that this is going to sound very unpopular, but, and not everyone can do this, but working for an inclusive company that actually champions what could be a disability so having adhd is not a disability it's just a neurodivergence however companies that actually allow access to things and accommodations are great because i've had friends that have asked for accommodations and been burned in the process because in america every state is allowed to govern the way that they do unemployment and or at will working or whatever differently we are all governed separately all 50 states so i'm in hawaii that's different than when i was in colorado which is different than when i was in california so colorado is a lot less forgiving than california than hawaii so it's very different so for anyone that's american that's listening you can feel free to reach out to me and my podcast or mitch and he can put you in contact with me um and if I can help you, I'll let you know. But basically, there are companies out there that are very inclusive that can help you and can get you what you need for your own learning. Because right now we're all in this virtual world and not everyone can handle it. So accommodations could mean anything from a squish ball in your hand to like help you concentrate to a standing desk so you're not sitting down and scrolling out to a half hour break it could mean a lot of things. So just know that in a, a, 
a sympathetic employer is an inclusive employer. And not everyone can have that right now, but keep your eyes on an inclusive company. Oh, Mitch Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, well, you're right. And, and to anyone in Australia who, or anywhere in the world who, um, I guess if anyone listens to this and takes anything from it, we're just, we're by no means medical professionals. We just have had exposure to this. Thank you. And Scott, more so than me, of course. Uh, just knowledge <laughs> and stuff like that. That wasn't a bad thing. I mean, you're more, you're more, you're. But I laughed. At, I cackled. You, you're better at ed- educated at this than me, is what I was getting. I wasn't, I wasn't shooting. I wasn't, no shots fired there. How fucking um, dare you when we're never speaking again. Consider your Hawaii invite rescinded. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're, you're, no, Kelly. you're right. You're Mitch Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say, I was just going to say that like, there are there's forums on Facebook. There are communities probably on Twitter, anywhere. And if you need people to talk to, contact either of us or search it on Facebook. I'm sure there'll be a group out there for everything. Yeah. So you're not alone. You're you know we're lucky in this virtual world uh, that everything is accessible at our fingertips now. You know we had to go yeah. through this 30 years ago, and you know it would have been completely different. But um, just yeah. Yeah. If you're out there feeling vulnerable, know you're not alone and know it's okay to feel that way. May I share okay. one more resource? Yeah, by all means. TikTok. Search ADHD on the on the, um, ADHD on the, the hashtags or Instagram. And you can find resources and people and advice and all of that. Of course, we're not medical professionals. I just broke into the microphone. That's great. Love that journey for me. But Every social media platform does have this opportunity. So do your research if you feel this way. And again, my inbox is always open. My DMs are always open. You can Instagram message me. Please don't kick me out um, or message Mitch. And we'd love to help you if we can. But keep in mind that the work starts with you. That's right. That's right. We can't, people can't help you unless you help yourself as, 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 you know, as cynical or as rude as that is, everything stops with you and you're the one potentially going through these things. So, you know, help us to help you bridge the gap, be the light. I'm Bianca Warwick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Mitch Kelly. And this was a life, life's a Mitch podcast. People are probably listening going, who are these absolute dickheads? (laughs) (laughs) You know what though? I will say, I will share one thing for anyone who's listening to this on like, this random ass, like, who are these people? Like Mike Valdez, for instance, I am so Can't sorry that you've been stuck in a group chat with Mitch and I, with our ADHD ass brains being like, and this and that, and let's do this and let's do that. And Mike's like, hi, um, sure. In the corner. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening, Mike, sorry, bro. <laughs> we're really fucking weird sup yeah. dude but but yeah it's it's it, there's just so much power in being vulnerable and that's the last thing I'll, the last tip that i'll share on that do you, would you have anything else to say scott not really just be honest with yourself about getting help yeah it's not hard it's normal that was probably the best bit of information across the whole podcast it made the most <laughs> sense it made the most sense because i'm bianca Woolwick and you're mitch kelly <laughs> And together, <laughs> together we are. Uh, I don't know, Power yeah. Rangers? 
are we a power ranger like what would we make who knows i was just about to make it there used to be a like a, a band like the wiggles uh australian band called high five it, like there was two two men two women and three men like i'm charlie on that and together we're high five and i realized you wouldn't have got it and there's only like three of us so i would have made myself look like an absolute dickhead so but you know that's okay i got it but could we be like i don't know i don't know babe what what, what are what are we wonder twins wonder twins that okay. came out of scott's mouth shit yeah the wonder twins wonder twins we're gonna get a theme song we're gonna have merch you can buy it on my website <laughs> just kidding <laughs> anyway this came out of nowhere we had fun doing it i know that this might sound like spaghetti on a plate but i hope it sounds coherent in some way shape or form and if you need resources you just look for them and that's my takeaway, I guess. And we're winding down and I'm Ron Burgundy. Google that bitch. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Google that bitchy with Mitchy. Shit, yeah. Um, yeah, this will be the first ever episode. We didn't have a bitchy with Mitchy, but that's all right. A message brought to you by Last of Mitch Podcast. Shameless plug. <laughs> and please don't kick me out. Please don't kick me out.com slash shop by your 90s fantasy. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> Right. Yeah, thank, thanks for the chat, Bianca and Scott. It was it was nice to catch up with you again. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be there soon in time, and we will do many beers, many, many beers. Absolutely. 